Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 784. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about a stock market melt-up is coming. And that may sound counterintuitive to you because the latest headlines are that the stimulus talks have broken down. Tuesday night, President Trump said the stimulus wouldn't happen till after the election. And everyone believed that tweet, (laughs) but I recognized it as a negotiating tactic called the walkaway maneuver, which is when you're negotiating and you completely walk away and act disinterested, that's when you can come back to the negotiating table and get more of your terms. So we'll see. We'll see if that's what he's doing. But right away, Tuesday night, he retweeted that he was still in favor of stimulus of $1,200 per person if Nancy Pelosi would offer that as a standalone option and that his real concern was not wanting to fund states that were having financial trouble. He did not want to bail out the states for their financial hardships. So that's how I see it. I don't like to get political on the podcast at all. So I'm trying to stay very fact-based and just report what I'm seeing. And I am seeing that we will get this stimulus agreed to before the election. I just have a really strong feeling it will happen very soon. So hang in there. Now, once we get this stimulus, that's going to cause this crazy melt-up that I see coming because I think we're going to get good news from that. There might be infrastructure spending. There could be, of course, in that stimulus bill, backing for airlines and for small businesses and other things that we might not even know are on the table. So there's some upside surprise potential in the stimulus package, but I do think that will get passed and I do think that will drive the stock market higher. It will drive interest rates lower. It will drive gold and silver higher. So we've been waiting for the stimulus to make gold and silver have that catalyst to go higher again. But here's a graphic that I tweeted on my Twitter page, and this is from Jeff Clark, and it's showing different returns for 2020. And I thought this was just really a great graphic that showed a lot of statistics that give you a frame of reference for what has performed well this year and what hasn't. This is again from Jeff Clark at The Gold Advisor. But this graphic has GDX up 33.7% in 2020, silver up 31.5%. Of course, these two have been very strong in our portfolio this year. NASDAQ up 24.5%. Gold 
up 23.9%, palladium up 21.6%. You know, palladium is something we don't really talk about, but it is in there with the precious metals and they do all tend to move in the same direction together. We also have the US 10-year treasury bill up 10.5% in 2020, the S&P 500 up 4.1%, inflation, the CPI is up 1.1%, so it's nice to see inflation under 2% where the Fed likes to see it. And we're also not in a deflationary situation, which is the Fed's biggest fear. All right, those are all the positive numbers for the year, positive returns. Inflation's not a positive thing, but I mean it had a number above zero. Now the rest all have negative numbers. The US dollar is down 2.6%. And by the way, the decline of the US dollar is also helping to drive metals prices higher. There's not a one-to-one -one correlation. It's not 100% inverse correlation, but it does help to have the dollar move lower for metals to go up. And as we've been saying, when there is stimulus and more money supply created, that does tend to reduce the value of the dollar. So all of that's interrelated. The Dow is down 2.7% in 2020. The DAX, German index, is down 3.7%. Platinum is down 9%, which is rather surprising that it's not moving along with the other metals, and it is used in a lot of technology, so not sure what exactly is going on with platinum. I haven't looked into that. U.S. real estate down 14.2% for the year. That's really interesting because I was just reading Phoenix has increased 10% and Seattle has been the second best performing market this year. Real estate in Seattle up 7%. So we've got two strongly performing cities, but again, we've got lots of cities like the major metropolitan areas, New York, New Jersey, and Los Angeles and San Francisco that are having some troubles. So that could account for this big drop in real estate. The Hang Seng Index down 16.8%. The CRB Index, that would be commercial real estate, down 19.8%. The FTSE 100 Index that would be the London Stock Exchange down 22.2%. And crude oil, the worst on this chart, down 34.9% in 2020. Of course, who can forget crude oil prices going negative during this whole coronavirus shift that we've been experiencing. So that was an interesting chart that I tweeted. If you aren't connected to me on Twitter, I'm over at Linda P. Jones and... I do tend to tweet different things over there than what you hear on the podcast. So we see different asset classes have been performing some better than others, but we are shifting again toward this quantum age that I keep talking about with quantum computers coming, with digital stimulus coming from the Fed. I'm hearing about digital accounts that the Fed is going to provide to put the stimulus in. So that is going to be very interesting and a big change. Now, the one thing that really does concern me is there's been a lot of talk about antitrust and an antitrust case against the big four tech companies, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. And we've heard about a U.S. House antitrust subcommittee releasing a 449-page report 
detailing market monopoly power abuse by those companies. And so I am expecting that we are at some point going to see a case brought by the Department of Justice. Also, China has talked about bringing a case against Google. So on multiple fronts, Google looks to be under attack. And um, I do think that NASDAQ will have difficulty performing as well as the small cap stocks because of this concern about these antitrust cases that are coming. I think that will limit the upside of some of NASDAQ to be on such a tear as these companies were during the year. Not to say that they won't go up. I think they will, but I just think that future investment might be a little bit more limited than it normally would be knowing that this potential legal situation is on the table. I remember back when Microsoft had its antitrust case and it didn't make the stock crash, as I recall, it just limited some of the upside in Microsoft. So that might be what happens with our four big tech companies. But I do still see a melt up coming before the election. I do think the small caps will start to catch up. And that was something that I've been talking about for a while. We actually are seeing it happen. And we're seeing the airlines start to catch up. We're seeing the cruise lines start to catch up. All the travel that really has been ignored, there's value there because if they're getting stimulus help now, that means that they can stay in business, they can make changes to get more profitable, they can start to attract more clients again. So we're seeing them pick up the rear and basically see managers investing them, finding value in these smaller companies and the travel-related stocks. So, I think we have some positive surprises ahead. I am a little bit concerned about October 19th being a potential flash crash, being the 33rd anniversary of the 1987 flash crash. But even if that happened, I think we would see a strong and quick rebound again. The stimulus money is going to trigger another huge leg up in this bull market, I think, into the election. But also I've said between now and year end, there's massive volatility coming. So just realize, yes, we can see it on the upside. I think right now there's more ability for upside into the election than anything else. That liquidity is so much that's out there. Interest rates are so low. The limitation of the housing supply through the stoppage of foreclosures, all of these things are going to ensure there is a boom until the election. It will be interesting to see how this stimulus negotiation turns out, but don't lose heart. I think it's still on the way and keep that positive mental attitude. You've got to keep your spirits up. No matter what is going on in your life, there are better things coming. There is a complete shift of certain systems that we've had in the past moving into a complete new direction. And those things will be very, very positive. So hang in there. There are good things ahead. And these are things we can't even imagine because of new technology, new inventions, new patents, new things, because we are going into the quantum age. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit that subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you haven't yet signed up for my email newsletter, 
at lindapjones.com. Go on over and check it out so you can get short, easy tips for your financial freedom. And while you're there, check out my wealth mentoring library on the podcast page at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts. It's my whole entire podcast library. It's double what is available on Apple iTunes, for example, and you can search for whatever topics you want to know more about. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.